Okay, sure. So I'm Ron Gagnon. I was the executive director of the North of Boston Library Exchange, Noble, until I just recently retired. Um, and uh, basically, uh, Noble is a consortium of 25 libraries that was founded um, 40 years ago, um, nearly, to foster resource sharing by sh foster resource sharing by sharing an automated system. We go back to yeah, it, uh, yeah, no, it is 40 years ago. Uh, till the early 80s, uh, sharing a CLSI system, uh, five public libraries, and then it grew uh, with more public libraries, more academic libraries. And so that's our main function um, for, the, for the 40 years has been uh, providing our libraries a shared automation system. And as I said, we, we've gone through several systems. We've gone through CLSI, uh, G, which then folded into GIAC, um, and then we switched over in right before Y2K in late 1999 to Innovative Millennium. And then in 2012, we switched over. We actually made this, the cutover to Evergreen, although we were experimenting with it, with it and Koha um, for a couple of years prior to that. Um, so I've overseen uh, Noble for uh, just basically all of that time uh, as, as executive director as the title evolved into. Um, and we've got a staff of about a dozen people now um, doing system support and uh, PC support and all of those kinds of things. And we've rolled out to being providing uh, EBSCO databases and uh, we obviously have always provided training and support. Um, and uh, for a while we hosted library websites. So we've, we've done all kinds of automation things and supported them for our libraries um, for, for quite a while now. So it's been an interesting uh, interesting time because uh, you know the systems just kept evolving and getting better and getting bigger and um, it's uh, it's it was quite a while, but um, it was it was an interesting quite a while. Uh, so Noble adopted Evergreen in 2012. Okay. Do you remember what version that was offhand? We were waiting for, could that have been 2.2? Uh, we were waiting for 2. something, a low 2. something. Um, so no, off the top of my head, I don't completely. 2.2 rings a bell, um, but I can't absolutely swear to so it. So you'd been investigating it for a while and had kind of decided to go that way, but there was a particular feature you wanted. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we... Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of, well, I mean, the, the, the reason why we, there were a couple, a couple reasons why we, why we made the change. Um, we were, uh, we did it with three other networks in Massachusetts. We had talked, Massachusetts has eight public library based networks. They're almost all multi-type um, with some academics and specials and schools. Um, but so, so we opened this up basically, a couple of the network administrators, the executive directors had this idea that we should look into this for, for various reasons. And three uh, decided to commit to it. Um, Noble, CW Mars, and at the time, uh, Merrimack Valley Library Consortium. And uh, we, we, we got a uh, LSTA grant through the State Library Agency. They were excited about it, possibly to come up with a statewide 
system, not a, not a massive statewide system, but a state, statewide software platform where everyone could could uh, could share settings and share everything and and make it you know seamless across the state. That hasn't happened. Um, but that was that was the concept that uh, they were very interested in at the time. And so we um, we had a four a little over four hundred thousand dollar grant um, to investigate, uh, including hiring a, a project coordinator and um, to develop some some additional software uh, that we would be needing that uh, was felt that would that was needed. And so yeah, so that started about 2010. Um, and there, there's a whole host of reasons. I mean, it, it clearly was, was a nice idea and seemed like a good way to go. Um, but there were various dissatisfactions with the existing systems that we had, which doubles back to uh, the main reason that we picked Evergreen was that it had the, um, the right multi-level structure. We were on Millennium and every library was the same. Um, and so we've got public library, in Massachusetts, every town has their own public library. It's not a countywide system or anything like that. Um, and that's the reason for grouping into, into networks. So, um, and we've got public libraries that have a couple branches, a branch and a bookmobile. We had community colleges that had a couple branches. So you wanted uh, that multi-level structure, which most of the systems on the market at the time didn't have and COHA didn't have at the time. Uh, although they were promising it was coming. Um, and uh, that was the real um, thing that we liked about about Evergreen. Um, the other thing, so so that was good. It allowed, so now if you're, uh, one of our cities is the, the city of Peabody. Uh, and yes, we say Peabody up here. Um, and they have two branches and they can fulfill requests from their branch, from the main library, not have to go out to the general pool so it's a whole lot more efficient to to fill local requests locally, um, and they have their own method within the city of of transporting the books around without getting into the state. It does also offers a statewide delivery system, but then that's a bigger. It rides around a little longer. Um, so that was really uh, that. It had a lot of settings that different libraries. Because they're all independent libraries. They can have their own fine rates. They can have their own loan periods. They can have all of that thing. Um, and it really allowed all of those settings. Uh, we could keep everybody happy. The academic libraries who were reluctant perhaps to switch off of innovative millennium because that's kind of like an considered a more academic system or was at the time. Um, but the fact that it had so many flexible settings that their needs could be met as well. Uh, so that was a real uh, selling point of it all. Um, the other selling point for Evergreen, as opposed to, to Koha uh, and some other systems, is that there were examples of large systems operating it. There weren't any systems of, of our sizes, and CW Mars has 150 libraries. Um, there weren't, and, and couldn't accommodate that all on one innovative system. They had paired, in, in, paired innovative systems. Um, so uh, the beauty was that Evergreen could support, um, could grow and, and support the size of, of libraries of networks uh, that we needed. So that, that too was a very important factor in our decision. So what were the internal conversations like? Uh, in 2010 to 12, obviously the entire library community wasn't embracing open source yet. 
what did Noble think about going to an open source solution uh, as a long-term ILS at the time? Well, yeah, we we, we looked, well, obviously we looked at it favorably. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was an, an intriguing concept. Um, we had been on several systems, um, the CLSI and the GX systems that, um, that aged out. It's like basically you got kicked off. We're not supporting this anymore. Uh, you have to you have to buy into our next system, and we saw that we saw uh, Sierra on the on the horizon that that's where um, Innovative was was going to be heading, um, and that was an even more of an investment to be made um, that we kind of didn't want to make. We uh, the beauty of the open source systems in general is that you're you're not locked in. You can do your own thing, uh, and no one can take it away from you. Uh, it's so it's really system security, not in terms of cyber security, but in terms of financial administrative security. That no one's, as I say, no one's going to take it away from you. You can, as long as you can keep uh, keep it running, you can use it uh, as long as you want. You can. Uh, so that was that was a very appealing thing in that it uh, the longevity, the guarantee, kind of the guaranteed longevity. Uh, if you can make it run, no one's going to take it away from you. Uh, and no one's going to jack up the price. I mean, that's the beauty of that was, at least for Noble, that was a stumbling point with the innovative system was that the price, the maintenance price kept going up and up. Um, and it was really beyond your control, our control to do anything about that. Uh, and the beauty of the open source is there are so many options. Uh, you can host it yourself and support it yourself. You can contract with with folks like Equinox and Mobius and all of that to to support it for you. Um, you know, you can, there, there are just so many options of going forward of, of, of and, and hosting or not hosting. We, we were self-hosting until uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Um, and that was fine. And, uh, but with, with that was, with all the factors involved in that, particularly cybersecurity, keeping the, the, the the patches loaded and all of that just got to be too much. So we did go to uh, remote hosting, um, which provides uh, also comes with some support, some some base level of support. We are still the, uh, you know, our libraries call call mobile. Uh, they don't call a, a third party, uh, and we can answer just about all of their questions. And if not, we kick it to the third party, uh, or if you know. Um, God forbid, and you know another pandemic or something, and we're not uh, able to be in the office. I mean, who knew? But um, you know, uh, there is somebody behind us, um, and that we never really intend to use, but there is somebody behind us uh, if need be. So, um, but really, it was the, um, the the security of knowing that no one could take it away from you, and you had all kinds of options uh, to keep it running. That was that was also a a big factor in our decision. I mean, certainly there were concerns, as you said, you know, um, open source was kind of a, a new concept then, although certainly uh, Georgia had been proving it for a while um, and with sizable systems. So that was that was good to see. And, uh, you know, we talked to a number of Koha places uh, as well in the process, and, and clearly that was working well as well. Um, so it didn't seem really risky. We also had come from Noble had a corporate culture of wanting to get under the under the hood and tweak things. Uh, we could do that with, I think it was GX Plus, um, 
and our, our systems manager, Martha Driscoll, could do all kinds of SQL on that database um, and download things and, and, and all of that kind of thing. So we got, we got spoiled by that. Uh, you couldn't do that with, with Millennium. Um, and we tried, we tried to, uh, as we had the saying, automate the automated system uh, in trying to download files to access and manipulating it ourselves and to do a kind of homegrown uh, SQL kinds of things to, to keep doing things that we had been able to do on, on GX Plus. Um, and uh, the, the beauty of uh, Evergreen is that, yeah, that's, it, it's made for that. Um, it facilitates that. So that was, that too for our staff uh, was a huge plus um, that, um, that, that Evergreen presented. One thing I always thought was really smart of Noble uh, is something that Noble did uh, along with its other Evergreen uh, networks in the early days, which was you invested in people to help run things. Some were outright hired. Some, I think, were sort of on loan from where they already worked. Some are still in the community. Some have left. One is returning. Um, can you talk a little bit about that decision for that investment? Yes. Uh, fortunately, the grant did provide us uh, a project coordinator, Kathy Lucier, who, as you alluded to, is has returned to, to the community. Mm -hmm. uh, she's replaced me as executive director at Noble, uh, which I'm very happy to see. And um, but yes, uh, we as I said, we had staff that that was used to that was interested in, in getting under the hood. Uh, I mentioned Martha. We have Michelle Morgan, who's now a committer in the Evergreen community. Um, that were used to uh, that kind of thing and shared their expertise. They knew how to do load it, you know, on on on, on a load Koha uh, and Evergreen just on a PC and 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 play with it, experiment with it, and do various instances of it. Um, and and the other networks had had uh, staff that could do that as well. So that was all a community of, and we would meet frequently. Uh, meet in person back then um, to uh, to share expertise uh, and compare notes and and all of that kind of thing and uh, you know as as as, uh, as you alluded that MVLC uh, Ed Jason Stevenson at the time and he's moved over to CWMR so he's still very active in the community as a developer and 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 all um, so but yes we were able to to share our expertise share our ideas. Um, and and compare notes on what the experiment had had that we were working on at the time had uh, had unveiled, and also share what we thought our uh, what was lacking, what we would need uh, to make this happen. And there was some funding in the LSTA grant to accommodate that. Uh, it was just a matter of prioritizing and seeing uh, where we wanted to do with that and what the price. Uh, you know, it was all. What's it? It's still, it's still a little bit. Um, my overused analogy is sort of like home construction. You think it's a small project and it turns into a big project, and you think it's a big project and it turns into a small project. So when, uh, and particularly back then, we had no con, we had much less of a concept of what a development we were looking for might entail. Um, so you know, that was that made the prioritization of improvements that we wanted. Even more interesting because we didn't know is this big, is this small, um, but we but we learned. So, um, but yes, it was definitely we had a 
a group, um, well, several groups. We had a group of directors that oversaw the project. Um, a couple, I guess, three directors from uh, each network and the and the executive director, uh, as well as some technical committees uh, that were looking into into facets of it as well. Um, and and we went to conferences and talked to people and um, went to both the the you know the Evergreen Conference and that kind of thing, as well as going to to ALA and meeting with people uh, both from um, from libraries that were using it, as well as outfits like uh, like Equinox that were that were supporting it um, and developing it. So um, all of that was was yeah, it was a it was a, it was a busy period. Uh, it was a good period. We uncovered a lot of information. I think it was very productive. I want to uh, touch on community real quickly. You talked about the Noble and the other two networks. And you kind of were creating your own little mini evergreen community regionally. How has working with the larger evergreen community impacted Noble over the years? Well, I to 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 backtrack uh, a moment there. Uh, we have always been very active in whatever system we have their their user group. Uh, not the same as the evergreen community exactly, but the but the, the concept is there. Um, we would always go to have a good representation at, at the user group conferences. We're very active in the, um, the email groups, um, would present at the, at, the, at the various conferences. So we were used to that concept of interacting with other users, sharing uh, scripts, ideas, uh, workarounds, whatever, uh, with other, uh, other users of the system we were on, which sometimes was pushing the, the copyright or the licensing or the other level for really button-down systems but um but it was it was what we needed to do it was what we serving our members um yeah we weren't um we were just trying to improve on on the, on the results that we were getting so um you know our, our member services manager elizabeth thompson has we still have it in, in, in our lobby you know an award as a lighthouse award or, or something from from the uh innovative community. So we've always been uh, active in, in that regard. So moving to the Evergreen community really was just a natural extension for us. We've always been involved. We always want to be involved, pressing for, you know, back then with the, with, oh, it, it, but it, I was going to say back then pressing the vendor for improvements that we needed. But basically it, it's still the same concept of pressing the community. Pressing may not be the right word in this case, but yeah. suggesting, encouraging uh, the community to uh, to make um, improvements or, or or that kind of thing, uh, and we still we I believe four of us presented at the uh, most recent uh, Evergreen Community uh, uh, conference um, uh, in in Worcester, and it, it's something that's that's always been a, a priority. Uh, we we you know basically we have our member libraries and and they don't have to bother with that. They basically delegate it to us. We have meetings with them. We find out what their needs are, and then we take their case to a higher court, basically. Um, and um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's great in that we could share things with the Evergreen community um, without worrying about violating copyright or bending, you know, somebody at the vendor getting bent out of shape because that's that's what this was all about. And and that was cool. That was great. That was uh, very energizing. Uh, 
for our staff. So um, yeah, we welcomed that. We've we've done it. We've um, um, you know funded uh, improvements. Uh, we've shared our improvements, funded improvements with other other uh, other systems uh, using Evergreen. Um, We've uh, improved on what on some of the things that they did. I think of the course reserves um, that uh, a couple of the community colleges did in the Pacific Northwest, and we funded some additional work there. We actually made a, a small contribution to their project and contributed some additional enhancements. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it's something that's been been very natural. Very, we we really consider it our role, and. Uh, have enjoyed being able to meet people, talk to people about it, uh, work with people. Um, we've had people visit us to talk about it uh, back before the pandemic. Uh, we certainly we're visiting and talking with them uh, via uh, teleconferences. So yeah, I mean, that's that's where we've always been. Uh, back from the first CLSI system, we, we were active in the Eastern Region Users Group, hosted a meeting in in, in Salem, Massachusetts, um, you know, I've been on the boards and committees of all these user groups, and yeah, that, it was a natural fit for us. And you talked about the desire to provide feedback on the software, and I think of Noble as always being very involved, whether it is providing feedback on a proposed feature or working with others to gather funds for development. And of course, now Michelle Morgan is a core committer. Um, was this part of your, your motivation, the desire to have an impactful voice in development? And if so, what kinds of features are you proud to have uh, helped foster over the time? Yeah. Um... It's definitely something, yeah, we were always um, pressing for, for improvements and, you know, the vendors <laughs> kind of didn't listen to us, didn't have to. They were looking, they were only interested in, in what the, their next big sale was interested in adding. They weren't interested in what the, what the existing customers were adding, um, interested in adding. So, uh, yeah, um, we've definitely uh, pressed for improvements. We've funded improvements. Um, as I say, some you know we have academics and the uh, the course course reserves needed work. Uh, that was something we did. I mean, way back from the very beginning, I think we added a field so that um, if someone, I mean, basically you knew if someone used their card to check out something, and that was cool, and you could sort on that. I believe that we added something that if they authenticated to an electronic database, you could tell that as well. So we could tell, uh, you know, that gave us statistics. We're always looking for, for management statistics um, in what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've enjoyed it. We've been, we've been active, um, been active in the uh, did you mean kind of thing. Um, we've done, uh, I don't know, it seems like we've, we've done a lot. Nothing, nothing huge uh, leaps to mind at the moment, but uh, certainly we have been active uh, in in funding things uh, and and uh, and it's been beneficial to us and to the community. Yeah. And I know, for example, a lot of feedback came out of uh, Noble and CW Mars about search enhancements and indexing and all kinds of things related to discovery for patrons. Uh, in fact, I always thought about 
that whenever something new came up in regards to search that we'd be hearing from the Massachusetts folks about it. Oh yeah, I, th I think we were active uh, and possibly funded the um, the uh, most popular things coming up. Uh, the various is a phrase there, which I'm losing, but you could uh, badges. Yeah, yeah. Um, that made the uh, most. You could either make most recent things uh, appear f first, or the most popular things. There was there's been a few of those examples. Uh, biographies of of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, there was a there was a big one, I don't know, maybe a decade ago. Um, but there was no way that if you just put that in, that you may have gotten the one from you know 1920, where people were looking for the the new hot um, Abraham Lincoln biography and having the oh yeah that one of the badges could be if it had the most holds or the most circulations or if it was newest. So all of those things helped to uh, help people find the version of the Abraham Lincoln biography that they were looking for, the one that was currently in the bestseller list and not the one that was written um, in 1920. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean we've we've definitely worked with worked with Mike Rylander on on those badges and uh, and kind of gone 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 back and forth with him a few times on that um, in terms of uh, getting him tweaked to the to the best way um, that 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 they could work uh, to to get the results that we needed in the catalog. Well, that's healthy development. Uh, so you a couple of times referred to this as an experiment. It's been 11, 12 years. How do you look at Evergreen now versus what it was when you first started using it? And was the experiment successful? Oh, certainly that's, the experiment has been very successful. Um, there's an example that, that, uh, of that that leaps to mind, not only you know, in our view, but in our, in our librarians, the people working in our library's view, uh, the state some years ago now implemented a new not, not fulfillment, fulfillment uh, another um, ILL system that, that links uh, disparate uh, ILSs uh, across the state. And, uh, and there was, you know, the outfit that was rolling out, uh, rolling that out, and they, they had a, they were, there were another network um, in the state that was, that was running it. And, uh, you know, so they had a show where they would go to, again, before the pandemic, have a big crowd in each each network and do a training session and a discussion session. Uh, and there was one thing, I forget exactly what it was, but that was kind of very awkward um, in in the way you had you had to do it. Um, and so the librarians were saying, well, you know, how about that? You know, fix that. Fix that. And the answer was they expected they were they were, we spoiled them. Uh, Evergreen spoiled them. They were used to our being able to just, you know, it was something possibly as, sim as simple as language on a button. Um, and it's like they're saying to the, the, to the guy, the executive director of that network, well, just fix it. Just, just fix it. They were used to our just fixing. It's like, oh, but it was a vendor system. So, well, we have to talk to the vendor and get on the list and maybe a couple of years. And it's like, that's, I think that was the, the light bulb moment and um you know they they took for you know, they took for granted but they it was a uh, standard operating procedure that we could do these kinds of things and that anyone should be able to do these kinds of things and when the answer was oh no we just can't do that we gotta talk and apply and discuss and 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 talk to the whole all the users and hope the company sees it our way and it's like 
that was like a, kind of a wow. Um, and I, I think that's a good example of, uh, yeah, people have, it, it's way beyond an experiment that people have bought into and think that that's, that's the way life works. Um, and that they're kind of shocked when it, that's not the way life works in a different system. Um, and we've had that, that same comment from people that have left one of our libraries and gone to a different network with a different system. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're surprised. Uh, so certainly it was, it was a very yeah, successful, uh, you know, we were hoping that it would be more of a, people would, other networks in Massachusetts would see our lead and, and see the light and come, come join. Um, you know, and then they, they haven't. Um, and in fact, MBLC left for, for a host of reasons. Um, some, some better than others, but, um, and other networks have looked at Evergreen and, and, and not pulled the switch. We do have one of the networks that switched to Koha. Um, so the open source dream is still out there and, and still being adopted in Massachusetts. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, it's an, experience our experiment, it, it's worked very well for us. Uh, I don't mean to speak for, for Jeanette, but it seems to be working very well for, for CW Mars as well. And uh, so we have a good chunk of the state between us us and them covered at probably like 175 libraries, which is probably about half the public library. Well, some of those are academic, but it's, you know, it's a good 40% plus of the state um, in, uh, you know, on, Evergreen, on the Evergreen system. So I think in, in, in that sense, it's, it's a success and people are still other networks when they're, when their contract is up, look at it. Uh, so it's not like, you know, we're not going there. Uh, they look at it and, and, and some of what I would say the flaw to getting it further rolled out and um, is that it's easy to get a vendor to come and demonstrate the system. Particularly they put out our, Fees or RFRs or go out to or RFIs or go out to bid or this or that, um, but the open source model doesn't doesn't work for that in some cases. Now I know there there are companies like like again Equinox, um, but somehow that doesn't always that doesn't always happen. Uh, it, it, it's frustrating. I think we could have had more evergreen systems if there was some way some 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 way. I mean they talk to us. But we're not a vendor when we can't fulfill the RFR. Um, and um, I think that's my frustration. I think we I think as an experiment, it could have spread more, but there's the, somehow promoting evergreen to the to the system selection process seems to be sometimes uh, lacking a gap. Uh, and that's that's frustrating. Um, from our point of view, because we'd like to have more, I mean, in general, uh, we'd like across the world, like to have more evergreen users, but particularly we'd like to have more evergreen users uh, locally. Um, and we, we, you know, we, there are some in New Hampshire and, and, and Maine, and we touch base with them occasionally as well. But it'd be nice to have more in, in Massachusetts, and uh, but it, it, it hasn't happened. But certainly for the libraries that are using it, I think it's a very successful experiment that people have uh, gotten used to. So I, I uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it worked out very well. Well, you mentioned the difficulty of getting people to go to open source when there's not a traditional vendor sort of relationship. And obviously hosting and support companies can fill that role, but it's still more complicated and it's off-putting to some. 
Historically, there's also been the issue of a lot of fear and uncertainty and doubt thrown about open source. When you went over in 2012, that was in full gear. I remember the time period very well. And now here we are 12 years later, and it feels like a bandwagon everyone's jumping on. Do you get a certain degree of satisfaction from being able to say, we did it long before you people realized it was a good idea? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, there was some of that. I mean, our, our the vendor we were leaving actually sent a letter to, to libraries, um, almost our libraries, almost a little threatening, like, you're going to lose, you know, this and that. Um, so, the, I mean, that clearly they did try to... Uh, instill that uh fear doubt and uncertainty um and you know i i fortunately i think people had uh people in our libraries had uh you know we had a good track record with them and i think they believed that if we thought we could pull it off then we should pull it off um and that 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 kind of goes back to the you know experiment kind of thing um but it was, I mean, that's the thing. You're not signing up for five or 10 years with Evergreen. If it really hadn't worked out, um, we could have gone to something else. Uh, so I think that too, it's a little bit of a left-handed thing. Not to, I'm not sure you can say that anymore. But anyway, um, not, you know, that, um, that there was always that out um, if, if needed to be an escape escape hatch if you will if needed to be and um so i think it probably was viewed as a little bit of an experiment but but you're right i mean it's come a long way i mean open source in general in everything you do uh has come a long way we've tried to do open source things in in everything that we do um uh so um it's not it's not just the the library system for us and it's not just the library system anymore, even for our libraries. Um, so uh, yeah, it was it was a different time. I mean, it was kind of experimental, but it it uh, it it sounded so appealing from so many ways of, of of cost. You know, we were able to 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 save a lot. Well, we weren't paying for uh, the big maintenance contract on our old system. We were able to hire someone to to help help with the with the with the system maintaining the system, which wasn't really actually all that necessary, but but that too probably um, gave people some some security in what we were doing. Um, they ended up uh, person ended up doing actually a lot of things on top of the system, a, a statistics dashboard and a uh, a list maker kind of functionality for collection collection search and collection management kind of kinds of things. Um, and uh, and we we're able to uh, do some things that we never had money to, particularly um, catalog enhancement. We got novelist select uh, and novelist in general, um, which improved the catalog with the uh, images, but also if you like this, you like that, and this is the next one in the series and all of that, uh, which improved uh, the look and feel of of the catalog by this by this added service, which we could never really have afforded when we were still paying significant money to our to our prior vendor. So I think that too, um, in general, has been a real uh, plus to, uh, for, to the changeover. That's great. 
Well, we're coming up on time. I wanted to first ask you, was there anything you just wanted to talk about or share in addition to everything else? No, I just to, to jump back to, it really is a community of people willing to, uh, to help, to pitch in, to, to talk, uh, to, to share. And I think that's a, a really important thing. Um, and it's something we've felt very uh, supported by and, and, and certainly extend that, that same courtesy and support to, to anyone interested. Uh, we're always willing to talk to anyone that's, that's interested. Uh, or we always have been, I'm retired now. Um, but I'm sure that spirit continues um, that we're always willing to, uh, to be evangelists for, for the uh, evergreen cause. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it has worked out very well. Um, and uh, just to t touch back on the, you know, having so many options to, to, to chart your own course, uh, both within the software as well as within how you support the software and how is the software and, and all of that. And I think that's uh, not getting locked into anything is a, is, is a really nice thing. Well, I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank you for sharing all of that. And I want to say that I both personally have enjoyed working with you and it, the Evergreen community has really benefited from both your individual and Noble as an institution's contributions over the years. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And, and, and uh, thank you for that. But thank you for, for chairing and, and, and leading the charge with the Evergreen Outreach Committee. Um, you know, I think it's important and doing things like the, the general website and press releases and all of that to keep um, evergreen in the in the forefront and hopefully we can get some presence again uh we did that for for a few years at the ala conference that people that's also an option where people are system shopping um and that's that's uh yeah we need to we need to get keep getting the word out so keep up the good work well have a good day and again thank you thank you take care